The Florida Gators have narrowly, narrowly escaped a horrible loss against the Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And the Florida Gators just played against the Mike White-led Georgia Bulldogs in a game that, for the first you know, we'll say for the first like 32 minutes of it was feeling pretty good. Like early on, uh, Florida's defense was just suffocating Georgia. And it was like, oh, a, a Mike White team where their offense just isn't performing. So- sounds familiar to uh, to Florida Gators fans. And it felt like it was going to continue going that way. Like it felt like Florida was going to keep going. And then it was, what, eight minutes left in the game, and Florida's up 21. Let me pull up the actual, like, the timer here. Um, Yeah, it it was Florida's up 15 with seven and a half minutes left. And it just felt like every time Florida tried to create a little bit of separation, Georgia would hit a three. They'd hit a couple quick buckets and and just – Keep keep fighting and keep playing. And like credit to Georgia. Like I I will say that Florida should have won this game. I did bet uh Florida to win by seven and a half. So thanks for that, Todd. Um, but but credit to to Georgia. They could have folded. Like they were down 13 at the half, and Florida had a couple nice possessions early on. And it was like, okay, like like Florida's looking like they're gonna run away with it. And Georgia could have rolled over and died, and they didn't. So credit to them. But Florida just, you have to be better. Like, like you just, you can't do that. And especially, Florida won the game by four. They won the rebounding battle by over 20. Like, come on. that That's just, you can't win the rebounding battle by over 20. Have double the offensive rebounds of the other team and win by four in overtime. Like it was just, I didn't Clay Clayton Clay P is Clayton Perkins. I'm assuming. Um, I did not. I did not Clay. Uh, I didn't touch it because I was like, you know what, this team they're probably just gonna. I'm not gonna waste more money on them. I, it was a parlay. Uh, it was it was fun. I'll explain it later. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I don't know how you can win the rebounding battle by 20, have double the offensive rebounds of them, and almost lose that game. It's just unacceptable it was just crap uh and for me like that's where i really get frustrated because it also felt like late in the game florida just had nothing defensively and i don't mean like oh they looked like they were tired i mean like they were not anywhere near where they should have been at any point you look at when florida was up by five with i don't know like a minute left 
Blue Kane had a wide open corner three. And then the next possession for Georgia, Blue Kane drives right at Micah Handlogden and converts a layup, which was a pretty difficult layup. I'm not going to take that away from you, but converts it right away. And it felt like there were just too many instances where it's like, what, what is going on on Florida's defense? You look at RJ Melendez, six for 10 from three, 35 points. This is a guy that averages like 10 a game. And he just went off. He was unconscious. Like he was hitting contested shots. He was hitting shots from deep three. Uh, it was how much time was left in, in overtime. Florida was up late and he just banged a deep three. Oh, it doesn't say the footage, but Florida was up 95 to a hundred and RJ Melendez bangs a deep three, like an NBA three. And it's like, what the heck? Like he was open for it too. I just, I, I don't get why Florida's defense just can't string together the complete performance there. That's what drove me crazy. Cause you look at the start of the game and they were just menaces. And there were multiple points where it felt like Florida could put it away and they just didn't put their foot on the gas. They had quite a few, um, just mental lapses at certain points. Like there was one play, I forgot who passed it to, I think it was Alex Condon. And he starts driving on like prop rightfully. So he starts driving to the basket. Uh, Denzel Aberdeen, I think it was, was on the wing and he starts cutting. And it's like, why is he cutting? He was on the wing wide open. The whole Georgia defense shifted to the other side. And so he's on the wing and he just starts cutting for like no reason. And it's one of those things where I just don't get it. Because even if Alex Condon went up and Denzel Aberdeen's like, oh, I'm going to go for the rebound. You're there if he wants to kick it out to you. And you took that opportunity away from him. It led to a miscommunication and a not scored basket on that possession. Florida just has moments where they look really good. And then an equal number of moments where they look awful whether it's leaving open shooters, whether it's seemingly cutting for no reason, no matter what, what it is, it's just they have struggled with inconsistency throughout the entire season. And it's driving me crazy. Like It just drives me absolutely nuts. Like, yeah, you won. This was a home game against Georgia. Like, and... I think the general consensus is Florida is a considerably better team here. And they just couldn't put it away at any point at all. And uh, what's big dude on Georgia Chiwa. He was just like bowling through people for these rebounds. Micah Handlockton was a monster on the offensive boards, like 23 points on 10 of 13 shooting. And I feel like, nine of them came right around the rim and probably five or six were just tips like it, it was wild he was a savage on the offensive glass um Tyree Samuel looked like he actually cared out there I feel like he's had a few games where he's been like iffy uh so so Florida like they have their moments but they also have moments where you just you look like chumps at certain points I guess is a way to put it and Frank, like, just, just being completely honest before we go to break and before we, you know, if you have any questions or anything in the chat and you want to talk about that, frankly, this is a team that going into this season, I said, I think they will be an NCAA tournament team. If they make the tournament, I don't care if it's a first round exit frequent, uh, just to be honest with you. If it's a first round exit, I don't care. Make the tournament. I miss Florida being in the tournament. They don't play like a tournament team frequently enough 
And that's what drives me absolutely crazy. Because like looking at their roster, looking at the makeup, looking at how they're built, they have a roster that should be winning these games by more. You were up by what, 21, I think was the biggest lead Florida had. Uh, let, well, let's say it on ESPN. Largest lead, 21. Georgia never led. But a 21-point lead, and you blew it. And it's like, that shouldn't be a thing. I get it. Georgia this season has fought and clawed this whole time, which, by the way, is just another testament to Mike White needs to get them going earlier. Um, but it, it was just ridiculous and honestly kind of embarrassing to watch at times. I just want to throw that one out there. But we are about to, if you have anything in the chat, talk about that. We'll talk about the rest of this game also. Uh, but first, we're going to get a quick word from FanDuel. Today's episode of Locked on Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And like I mentioned, I had a parlay that Florida completely screwed. Uh, I, mean, I will tell you exactly what it was because he was like, oh. I was like, oh, like easy money, like a little builder parlay. It'll be great. I had Kansas State and Houston to go over 120 and a half. They finished with 126. I had Virginia to win by two and a half. They won by 17. I had Florida to win the first half, which they did, and then to win by seven and a half which they blew that lead. Um, so they broke my heart. I also did hit a parlay today of Kate Cunningham, six assists, Tyus Jones, six assists, and Jalen Duran, 10 rebounds. So money was made, but it, that just, it broke my heart to see that. And it broke my back, honestly. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bets, 150 bucks, whether you win or lose. So visit FanDuel now slash FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Remember that FanDuel's an official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I, I just wanted to circle back to this game that just, I mean, drove me crazy um, where I, I can't, again, I know that this sounds like I'm just harping on Like I can't stand inconsistency and I can't stand some of the late game time management that Todd Golden has shown frequently. Like you look at the Kentucky game, it was weird at times. And then looking at the end of this game, there were a few possessions where Florida, I'm, I'm trying to think of how much time is left. I remember it was something stupid where Florida basically dribbled around here. It, it was two minutes, 44 seconds left. You're up by seven. Florida just dribbles around, heaves a three at the buzzer of at the shot clock buzzer with two minutes and ten seconds left. And it was a terrible shot. It was Will Richards' worst three of the game. Uh, just like it, like the second it left his hands, he just knew wasn't coming close. But it's stuff like that where I understand wanting to burn time. I don't care about wasting you know thirty seconds taking a shot at the buzzer. I don't necessarily care about that. What I care about is how they did it because Walter Clayton took the ball. It was like basically just past half court. It's just chilling there for basically the whole time. And then they start dribbling around. They start passing around. Or sorry, they was Zion pulling, but they start dribbling around and passing around with like eight seconds left. And it just seemed like it was just chaos. Because you also had the option. I get it. You were up seven. They were coming back against you. Like they, they were chipping away at that lead for a while. They were coming back against you. And it felt like they had the momentum. And I get it because they did. 
But by just dribbling around and then heaving a shot at the end, you're not doing anything to stop their momentum. You're just not giving them the ball right now. Where what you should be doing, at least in my opinion, is, yeah, take your time, but then run an actual play and try to get a clean shot from it. Instead, it, it was them getting trapped, which obviously someone is open somewhere. It's them getting trapped and then heaving a shot at the end. And that stuff like that just can't happen. I understand wanting to waste time. I get that. I, I, I totally get going, all right, you know, they've got momentum. We've struggled a little bit. Let's kind of slow it down. But you also have to then get a good shot up. And that was my issue. Not that that they heaved a shot at the buzzer, not that it didn't go in, but that it was just nonsense for the first like 20 seconds of the possession. And then they heaved the ball. It's like pick and roll something. Just get some kind of fluid offensive movement where it's like, this is what we're doing. And get that going instead of just chucking a shot at the end. It just stuff like that is why you almost lost this game. Because what you have to do there is you still have to keep your foot on the gas at least a little bit and try to try to get an and one like like just get in the paint try to get something there because you just gave them the like all you did was kept the ball from them for thirty seconds you didn't keep the ball and get a good shot you didn't keep the ball and draw a foul you didn't keep the ball and do anything other than keep the ball and stuff like that just. It, it was just unacceptable. Like, I hate that. I feel like Todd Golden seems to do that quite a bit where they kind of just like, oh, as long as we take 30 seconds off the clock, this is a good possession. And that's just not the way things work. Because if you were playing a team that was better than Georgia, which again, Georgia is not a terrible team. I just think that Florida is better than them and should have won by more. Like you won by four in overtime on your home court after blowing a 21 point lead. That's unacceptable. But like if you were playing a better team, you lose that game. Like, it, it's as simple as that. You straight up lose that game if you're playing a better team. So, like, they killed clock there. And then they they just, I feel like their their next possession was a quick shot, too. And it was just like, what? It, like, I don't get why they were like, oh, we, we, we blew the last possession just holding the ball. Now we have to overcompensate and get a quick shot off. And stuff like that drove me crazy. Uh, Bruce Eklund says, do you see inconsistent play as a coaching issue? Yeah, and to an extent. I mean, I know a lot of it's on the players as well. Uh, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just trashing Todd Golden here. I do I do like the hire. I do think that he can still work out. I feel like he's built a better team. And I, I get that. But, yeah, just to me, just I, I think that it is coaching because it's a consistent thing late in the game that I'm talking about too where the time management is consistently bad. Um, but also like Florida shot well today. Like you shot 55% from the field. You didn't shoot well from three, but 55% from the field, you shot 85% from the free throw line, which this is a team that early in the year, they were like shooting 60% from the free throw line in some games. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, let me go back to the, uh, Florida versus Baylor game at Barclays. I want to say. They shot terrible from the free throw line, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that game, Florida shot uh, 21 from 27. Wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't that game, but there was a game that I covered and talked about on the show where they shot terribly from the free throw line. It was like, Jesus, man. Um, and yeah, Harrison, you, you mentioned Walter Clayton. I didn't even mention that yet. But Florida's up, what was it at the time, five? 
and I, I mentioned the shot that RJ Melendez uh, shot, but but Florida's up five, and it was a hundred to ninety-five, and Walter Clayton like heaves a ball across the entire court, which I get. They were playing press. You want to get the ball past them, run some clock. I totally get it. Terrible pass, and then. They follow it up by not playing stout defense and RJ Melendez bangs that deep three, like the, like the NBA three. And it's just like, what in the hell is this team doing? Honestly, I just, I don't get it sometimes. Uh, Will Richard three point shooting regress one for some. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't shoot well from three, but I mean, defensively he was a menace. Uh, he had three steals today and he, he would finish them as well. Like he had, he had an oop uh, that he finished off one, like, like, he didn't shoot well. But still, I feel like overall he played okay. But it was just inconsistency just drives me crazy. Like, you shouldn't have a game where you have four players score 18 or more, and you go, yeah, we won by four and blew a 21-point lead. But that's what Florida did. Micah Hanlockton had 23. Zion Pullen had 20. Uh, Will Richard and Walter Clayton Jr. both had 18. It's just that this team... If they don't start stringing together some more consistent performances, I don't necessarily see them getting to the tournament. Because again, this was a Georgia team that you should have beaten by more. You were up 21. Like, I don't even care that you go, oh, the line pregame was seven and a half. I don't care about any of that. Because you were up by 21 and you blew it in a monumental way and then had to go to overtime and win. And so it was just an absolute dog crap game uh, where it's like, you won, we'll be happy about that. But like, you got to win in the column, but you don't look like a better team in this game. And that's what drives me crazy for a team that at this point in time should look better than they're looking. And I think that Todd Golden really has to kind of, really has to kind of lock in on, uh, on that. Cause it was just some performances like that are just unacceptable. And this is, one of those times uh, Florida is now off until January 31st. So Wednesday where they will play Kentucky at 8 PM at Kentucky, um, which is not a great, great indicator there, but that is all for today from locked on Gators uh, for Brandon Olson. I actually, before I even, before I even sign off, I do want to remind you, I will be in Mobile, Alabama for this coming week. We will still have shows every single day. I don't know. If on Wednesday I'll be able to go live after the game, just because we're covering the Senior Bowl, uh, which is is a, a college all star game where upperclassmen get to go and play in front of NFL teams, it's a really cool experience. Uh, we'll talk about it on the show because Florida does have Ricky Pearsall and Kingsley Oguak in there, but we will talk about that on the show. But we'll be doing the show schedule is might be a little different when I'm down there. I usually just you know go live in the evening or something. And that's the show. Uh, maybe not going to be releasing at 8 a.m. anymore and 3 a.m. audio. So just a fair warning on that one. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free right this in the podcast. We'll be back Monday to talk more Florida Gators. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country, NFL 33. And as always, I will see you all next time.